0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. This morning, I was um, just pondering some things. I, needed. I felt like I needed to encourage somebody in a particular area. Um, something that just come up in their lives just yesterday. And, and, um, I knew I, I just, you know, I just wanted to be a blessing, just wanted to encourage them in what the word says. And so I found myself, you know, just thinking about casting your cares because at the time I felt like that's what they needed was just to know that they didn't have to be concerned about anything. So, you know, lo and behold, I went back through some stuff and I found that a couple of years ago, I taught a message called Casting Your Cares. And it just seemed right to me and to the Holy Ghost that we just talk about it tonight because really I thought, well, if that person could use that, then I think there's probably some more people who could use that. And because it's too, you know, just because you ate steak last week doesn't mean you're not going to eat steak next week. So just because we taught this two years ago doesn't mean it's not worth coming back and and eating on it again. You know, it's not leftovers. It's going to be fresh food for you again. Amen. And so we just, we just want to go back and we want to talk about that tonight because you know what? There are so many things that, that are presented to us in the course of a day that we could worry about, that we could get into care over. You know, and, there, and so many times when you're talking about, you know, you go back to some of these scriptures, like we're going to go first over to, 2, to 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you and we we read that verse so many times without without really saying it, without really you know <laughs> verbalizing it, without really stopping to really consider so many times we look at that verse and we think about cares as in you know big things that come up you know, and for this person, it was a big thing and um and so I got thinking about it today, and I said, "You know Lord, there are little things that I get into care about if i'm not if i 'm not." really on the ball here. You know, there's, there's a, a gamut that we run of care in our lives if, if, we're, if we're apt to do that, you know, if we don't watch ourselves. It could be little things. It could be, okay, I've got a book report due next week. What, okay, what book am I going to read and am I going to get it done on time? A project that you've got going on, you know, at, at work that, you, that you've got to do. And, and you know, there, there's a difference between saying looking at something like that and saying, okay, let me see. Ah, uh, how am I going to do this? I can do this as, a, as opposed to how am I going to do this? You've you seen the commercial where the the girl gets a her da- her daddy gets a car and this other man gets gets his gets his gets his car saying the exact same words, the exact same words, and the and the the intent in one's life is so different than what this one is meaning. She's going, Ah, I can't believe it! And he's going, I can't believe it! You know, because his car has been, you know, stripped and you know, the tires are gone and all this kind of stuff. But that commercial is a great example of what you and I might do. How do we respond to a situation? And the thing about it is responding in the right way every time was what's going to put you over. It's going to make you successful. So go with me into 1 Peter 5, 7. We've already read it once. We want you to read again because you need to mark this verse. If you haven't already... You, you need to mark it. And when you're tempted to, to get into care, you need to come back over here. Let me tell you what. Some people think, well, I, I'm not worrying. I'm not fretting. Is it the only thing on your mind? Or you, you keep turning it over and over and over and over and over. That's called Worry. Well, I, I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just a little concerned. No, it's called worry. It's called care. You're into care. Well, I, I just, you know, I just, you know, I just kind of try, keep trying to figure out. That's called worry. Call it what it is. Listen, if it, if it keeps you tied up in your thinking, you're in care. If it keeps you from sleeping, you're in care. If in the middle of the night you wake up and that's the first thing that comes into your mind, you're in care. Just all there is to it. You're in care, you know. But we try to we try to go. Well, you know, it's it's not it's not that bad. You know, I'm, I'm not really in care. Yeah, yeah, you are. If when you deny it, that means you are. You know, let's just let's just get. If it makes you irritable, you're in care. If you have become hard to get along with, you're in care. Anybody ever been there besides me? I'm fretting over something and I am not good company. And neither are you. So don't look so innocent. You know, I can find somebody who can tell on you if I need to. But I know, I know you are no different than I am. And so when I get into care, yeah, I am, I am a grumpy person. You know, and, um, and I think we all say, can say that. But, you know, you, ta- you need to take a look at the symptoms and identify the problem. The problem isn't the problem you think it is. The problem is you're in care over it. Because, see, God's already provided the answers for you. All we have to do is just discover the answer and stand on it. You know, so the problem is, is us recognizing that we need to deal with the care attached, that we've attached to that thing. But 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I have a little note in my Bible here that I've written in here, and I don't know where it came from. Uh, sometimes I put something, in you know, if it's another version or whatever. And, and I had put parentheses around, parentheses around casting all your care. And above that, I wrote a divided mind. You know what? When we get into care, we'd have a divided mind. You know, we're looking at this, we're looking at that, we're looking at the other, we're trying to figure this out, we're, we're worrying on this. We, we, we deal in what ifs or what am I going to do? How is this going to happen? It's all questions. See, when we turn the care of something over to God, there's no questions in our mind anymore. All the questions have been settled because we know we have the answer. We, have, and we know that we have what we need. There are no more questions. But a divided mind is constantly questioning everything. How, who, what, when, where, why? And yet you can't, you can't afford to do that. The Beck translation says, He takes care of you. See, it says... Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Beck says he takes care of you. The 20th century version says he makes you his care. He makes you his care. And the Phillips translation says you are his personal concern. You. You, individually, you, every last one of you, individually, you are his personal concern. You ever go someplace, you know, like a service department of some kind, like I had my car in on Monday to get the oil changed and, and, and different things. And, and there's a particular guy at the dealership that I, that Pastor Greg had, had put me on to, said, you go to him, he will take care of you. And honestly, he did. You know, I felt like I had personal attention that day when I was at the dealership, unlike my previous dealership, you know i had his personal attention that he cared about what i was there for and he was interested in helping me and get me in get the work done get me out of there you know tell me what i did oh, you don't need to do this oh yeah you want to do that okay we don't because i was close to a 30,000 mile chip you know thing you know they want to do all kinds of stuff he goes oh no you don't need to do that you just do this 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 and then you I felt like i had his personal concern see god you have his personal concern no matter what you're, where you're at, what you're doing, what the situation is, he has your personal concern in mind for that place, for that particular time. He, he's, he's all about, he is on your your own personal little concierge. Yes, isn't that wonderful to know? What do you need? I will be happy to take care of that. You want some direction here? Great. Here's what you do. You want to know about this? Oh, this is the. I can give you this. He is your own personal little concierge. He'll point you in the right direction always. He will take care of you. He will make sure you don't go astray, that you don't get, get the wrong information. If you're looking to him, that's what he's going to do. He, it, you are his personal concern. The Amplified says, casting the whole of your care. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately, and he cares about you watchfully. Um, I've got a little note here to go to Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two. Hold your place back there in Peter. We might come back to it. Yeah. Psalm 55, verse 22, it says, Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. The Amplified, where it says, he shall sustain thee, Amplified says, releasing the weight of it. You know, you have to let go of some things. You can't keep holding on to care. you got to let go. And he can't take care of it for you if you don't let him have it. If you want to hang on to it, then, bless God, you're just going to have to do it yourself. And that's not a good thing. Because you're not well equ- equipped enough by yourself on your own, in your own, in your own strength, to do what he can do so much better. If you want to do it that way, go ahead and do it that way. But I'm telling you, it won't turn out nearly as well. Releasing the weight of it. You know what carries a weight? It is a heavy, heavy, Heavy weight, and have you ever found yourself in a place where you finally just said, "Okay, Lord, I'm just letting you have this, and I'm just going to praise you that I've got the answer, I've got everything I need," and just and you can just feel something is just like somebody lifted something off of you. I mean, it's it's tangible when you will release it to Him. It's a tangible thing that it just you can just feel it. Just go, just 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 go. You can just relax and know somebody else has it, and it's not me. Hallelujah. Um, Ephesians, who's got an amplified? Anybody got an amplified on you? Go, and go back over to uh, Ephesians 2, 4. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, before we do that, yeah, that's what I want to do. Has anybody got the amplified version? Let me see that. Uh. All right, there she is. It's in uh, two, four it says, But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you are saved and raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His loving kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. Listen, God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love, His great love, I don't guess I really didn't need this after all. Um, Because of his great love, we don't have to worry about whether he's ready, willing, able, whether he can, you know, do anything. He's loved us so much that he's willing to take everything that we have cares about take them all and do something with them. He cares about us affectionately. He cares about us watchfully. The word says he never slumbers. He never sleeps. He's an ever-present help. He's always on duty. Always. He didn't take the night shift tonight or the day shift next week. He's always on duty, always ready, always there, always present. Because as a father, it's his responsibility to take care of his children. It's more than just a decision to take care of us. It's a responsibility. He called us into his family. He made us one with him. You know, Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. And, and we are the heirs, joint heirs. It's his responsibility to take care of us. Listen, the word says that a man who won't take care of his own house is worse than an infidel. My God is not in that category. He is ever-present, ever-willing to fulfill his responsibility to us at every, at every juncture of our lives, no matter if it's big, small, or in between. It doesn't matter what it is. And as, a, as a parent, you know how it is when your child wants something or needs something. And, and, and when it comes to the area of care, you know, we need something. We need help. There is nothing as a parent, as a physical parent, as a natural parent that you would not do to see that your child does not suffer. You think, well, care, just being in care, and worry, that's not really suffering. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's suffering something you don't need to suffer. You know, you, you, can, you can go through life as a worry wart if you want. And, I, and I, I know, you know, I have people in my family and pastor's family champion worriers. I mean, you know, if they gave out medals, you know, I could give out a few gold ones to some of them. And you know, some they might have a bronze or two and a silver, but there's a couple of them. They're, they're gold medal winners in that area. You know, champion warriors about everything, about things you're going, what's the big deal? I and mean, why are you worried about that? I mean, but they'll make something to worry about, they'll invent something to worry about. You know, I mean, you just go, oh, okay. <laughs> But there there are some people who just love drama, and that's the way they get their drama. So, you know, it does not help you. In fact, worry is bad for you. It's bad for you physically. It's bad for you mentally. It's bad for you emotionally. There is nothing about worry and about care that is healthy in any form or any fashion. And you see, God as a father wants to make sure that you don't suffer any of the damage that comes with worry. That's why he says, let me have it. Just let me have it. He's your go-to guy. Let him have it. Let him take care of it. He's already planning. He's already got it, things laid out. The The wheels are already in motion. If you'll just give it to him, he'll take care of it from there. You know, uh, in Philippians, go to Philippians 4. It says, be careful, be anxious, don't fret or have any anxiety. That's from the Amplified. About any for it says for nothing. But in the Amplified, it says about anything. Do not fret or have any anxiety. Sometimes we we don't even realize that we're in a place of anxiety until we can stop and go, oh yeah, I'm just tense. You know, you can, you can feel it when you're just tensed up. That's, that's an effect of care. It's an effect of worry. It's an effect of anxiety. When you're just all up in knots. You know, and he just wants you to relax. Just, just relax. You know, I recall um, when, you know, my kids are so old. You know, I'm not, but they are. But when Steve was born... Uh, there was no such thing as natural childbirth allowed. I mean, you know, you just went in and, you know, they put a, some needle in your arm and you, you woke up and this baby was born. When PG came along four years later, uh, suddenly child natural childbirth had come into vogue and they were letting dads in the room, you know, and then you went through all these classes and all this kind of stuff. You know, but one of the things that I have used to this day are the breathing techniques. You know, when you're all tense, relax. See, when you hand over your care to God, you just kind of relax. I find myself doing that often in a dentist chair. I find myself tensed up in the dentist chair, and and I have to go back to those old methods. Okay, remember what I learned in childbirth classes all those years ago, eons, decades ago. Yeah, PG would love me saying that. It was it was decades ago. Uh, just just relax, you know. And I have to, I have to physically start at the top of my head and just make my whole body just begin to relax. See, God wants you to hand over your care to him so that you can relax. Just relax. It's okay. Matthew 6, 25 through 34, we won't go over there for the sake of time. It says, take no thought. It talks about, you know, how the birds of the field, birds of the air, the grass of the field, the flowers, you know, that he takes care of them. How much more will he take care of You. See, it's not a big thing to him. It's a big thing to me, but it's not a big thing to him. I don't have to worry about it. If he takes care of them, if that's the example I have, he takes care of things that are so inconsequential in the eternal realm of things. Why would he not take care of me and what my concerns are for today? In Matthew 11, 28 through 30, it says, Come unto me, all you who are laboring or heavy laden. Fact is, I want you to go to look at that one. Hallelujah, Matthew eleven. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. Come in, uh, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. See, all ye that labor, sometimes we're working at it much too hard, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. One of the interesting things I found out some time ago is that we look at that word yoke, we look at it as as a as a burden, as a heavy thing, you know like the yoke of bondage you know you' you 're in this thing or you know you kind of get pictures of in olden times when they put people in in head you know what those those what, are those, what are those things stocks we think of those that's like yokes, but do you know that there 's another re- way of looking at a yoke? A yoke is a harness that puts two people together, two animals together, two things together, so they can work together. He wants us to work together with him. His yoke is easy. See, it's not a burdensome thing. It's a thing where I've got help. That's the kind of yoke he wants us to look at it as. I'm in a place where I have hooked myself up with, and I've aligned myself and given myself to work with God. Isn't that wonderful to know? Amen. In James 4, 7, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. 2 um, Corinthians 10, 5 says, casting down imaginations. What are imaginations? They're thoughts that have taken root and have grown into something larger than what they should be. Imaginations. I mean, it just it has begun to mushroom. Philippians four eight it says whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely think on these things it's telling us to do some things but see the here the key is you have to do something you have to do something when it comes to cares he's standing here waiting for you to say here it is father here it is here it is you have to actively he's not going to take it from you you have to give it up don't hang on to these things for whatever reason sometimes we kind of we kind of like them I mean, they're kind of like our certain situations they could be like what gets us attention if we've got this issue in our lives you know and see i'm thinking of another relative here there's always you know the, the there's always something bad happening and it's and it's more for attention than it is for ever, anything else they just won't just let go of all this nonsense you know and just go on with life but you know it says here that that uh, in second peter One, three, that he's given all things to us, all things pertaining to life and godliness, he's given to us. There's so many verses that reassure us and reinforce the fact that God has already taken care of us. He's already provided for us. He's already supplied whatever need that we might have. We just have to put ourselves in a position where we give it up. You know, in in the church I was raised in, we talked a lot of times about, in fact, we sang a song, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And, and people would come down to the altar. We used to have an actual altar rail, you know, down front. People would come down and pray and take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And so many times, you know, people would go down there and they would kneel and they would pray and say, Lord, I give it to you. I just want you to take this and, and take all the care of it. You know, take, I, I just give it. And they'd get up and walk out and go, oh, yeah, come back and pick it up and go out the door with it. Well, how do you know they did that? Well, because they were still fretting over it when they went to the back of the church. They were, still worried. they were still talking about it in negative terms. Instead of saying, my God has taken care of it. He has supplied all my needs. He's got the answer. He's going to show me the way. Instead of saying that, they were, they were talking in the negative. So you knew they didn't take it down there and le- leave it. They took it down there and sat it right there and said, okay, see, see here, Lord? This is, this is my care. Okay, you see it? You got a good picture? You, 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 you got that? And then walk, walk off with it. Well, what good did it do? None. But, you know, you kind of have to get into the frame of mind, which, you know, Frozen, you know, the movie Frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You're going to have to get to that place. Yeah, let it go. You know, whether it's, a, whether it's a health issue, whether it's financial issue, whether it's a relationship issue, no matter what it is, big, small, in-between, you've got to let the care of it go. God cannot do his best work for you if you're going to try to hang on to this stuff. If you're going to let the enemy come and build up in your, in your mind and in your thought life, you know, how bad it's going to be, how bad it is, what's going to happen, what about this, what about that, what about... Just, you know, you've got to let it go. So how do we let it go? Well, how about this? Know what the Word has to say. What does the Word say? Find yourself a scripture. There's a lot of scriptures that pertain to almost any situation, but you find the ones that speak to your heart. What is the Word got to say about it? That's how I'm going to let, be able to let go of my care. Number two, get some revelation on what the Word says. You know, it's not the quantity of Scripture you read. It's the quality that you get out of it. It might be one verse But that one verse can set you free from the care. You need to stay. with. If if, if God quickens that to your heart, then you need to stay on that one verse until revelation rises up on the inside of you and, and builds you up to the point where it's easy just to throw the thing down, not just put it down, but throw it down and say, I'm done with that. I'm absolutely done with it. I am not going back there anymore. I'm not letting it rob me of my joy. I'm not going to let it rob me of my peace. I'm not going to let it rob me of my sleep. I'm not going to let it rob me of, of, of just being a nice person. I'm not. <laughs> Number three, believe what the Word says. The devil can quote Scripture, and all of you can quote Scripture. You need to believe it. Just believe what he said. He'll do what he said he'd do. Hallelujah. Number four, you you start praying what the word says. You start speaking what the word says. You align yourself with what the word says. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like. It doesn't matter what anybody else is telling you. It doesn't matter what you even think. Just what does the word say? And you need to have it come out. I saw something that Mark Hankins said the other day, and it says, Faith is voice activated. Yeah, isn't that great? Faith is voice activated. And in an area of, of whether you have this care or not, it's activated by what you speak, by what you say. You don't think so? You just, you just go around and start listening to people. It's amazing what you can learn when you don't talk and you let everybody else talk. I mean, just suddenly you have this big revelation on where they are, you know, and, and, what they're, and what they're, what's going on with them, you know, and, and, uh, and whether they're believing God and trusting God or whether they're in care or not. You just take a listen. Sometimes you might need to record yourself and take a listen to what you've been saying. Are you saying what the Word says? Hallelujah. Are you, are you doing the corresponding actions that come with it? See? The corresponding action is, when you are, you're trying to, to get out of a place of care, is, "I will not worry. I will not. I will not." I will not take this back with me. I will not go to bed with this thing. I will not get up with this thing. I will not take it to work with me. I'll not let it in the car with me as I drive to work. I will not take it into the office with me. No, 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 no. You have to resist these things. I will not. I will not. I will not. You know, sometimes we have, to, we have to find ourselves in a place where we have to really work on keeping ourselves out of care. But you can do it. Every time the thought comes, I will not. I will not entertain that thought. I will not entertain that thought. No. No. My God said he supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's all I need to know. I will not take the care of it. Dad Hagen said said it this way. He said, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from making a nest in your hair. You know, you can't keep the thoughts from coming, but you can keep the thoughts from staying. You can deal with those thoughts. So many times the battle is won or lost in our thought life. What we continually let ourselves ponder and meditate on. You know, what is what is fear? What is worry? What is care? It's meditating on what the enemy says. Pondering it. Going over it. And over it. Over it. Over it. Over it. Over it. Over it. Over and over again. Hallelujah. Um, then... How do you keep yourself out of care? Stop trying to figure out how you can make it work. Let God do his thing. Let God tell you how it's going to work. Let God give you the plan. His plan's better than your plan, I guarantee you. That's a, that's a money back guarantee. His plan is always better than your plan. His ability is far greater than your ability. His methods far exceed your methods. He comes up with plans that you could never have even come up with. He will use people in your lives that you could never have even suspected that he could use to help you in that situation. How would you know? You can't know all those things. But when you're in not in fear, when you're not in worry, when you're not in care... You've suddenly given him the ability to move into that situation and accomplish what he wanted to accomplish all along. Hallelujah. We have to get ourselves to a place where we rest in him. In uh, Psalm 37, 5, it says, Commit your way into the Lord. Trust also in him, and he, not you, he, he shall bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself. Isn't that wonderful? And this was an Old Testament scripture. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently patiently for him. Fret not yourself. And then how else do you keep out out of care? By spending time with him. You know, your focus has to go back to the Father not to the situation. So much of the time, you know, the reason we get into caring worries is because that's all we're looking at. That's all we can see. But you know what? Hebrews, it talks about looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Get your eyes where they need to be. Looking unto Jesus. And, you know, looking on the inside here where the greater one lives where the one who has the plan lives, the one who is the teacher, the one who is the guide, the revealer of truth. He's the one who lives right here, just like Brother Philip was saying on, on Sunday, looking inwardly to the, to the man on the inside. You, even your own spirit man has got has got more going on than you think he does sometimes. And if you're ready to listen, just be quiet and be listening. He can tell you some things. And honestly, what happens when you finally get yourself into a place where you have successfully cast your care? Number one, there's peace. The Joy has come back again. You're a whole lot easier to be around. But you have clarity. You know, to me, what care does is it, it just provides a fog. You got up in last one morning last week and there was a lot of, lot of heavy fog out at my house. You can't see clearly to the road. But I'm telling you what, when finally you cast your care over on the Lord, what you're going to see is clarity. You have a clear picture of everything that you need to see. And when you find that, then you find yourself in a place where it's easier to hear from God. It's easier to hear from even your own spirit. It's just easier to hear because you've put yourself in a place where care is not bombarding you. You've stripped all that away. You've put it all aside, and now all I can hear is the voice of the, of the Spirit talking to me. I can hear him talking to me through the Word. I can talk, hear him talking to me through, through a message at church. I can hear him talking to me through other people. I can hear him talking to me through my own spirit man. I can hear him. Casting your care over on him is like putting on a pair of those noise things. You know, people, you don't get on a plane, they put on those, those, what, is those what are those things called? Noise cancelers, sound cancelers, whatever those things are. That's what it does. It blocks out all the, all the stuff that, that is, is bombarding you, all the noise and all the sound of this world, and it keeps you focused just on what you need to hear. That's all you need to hear. Amen. Hallelujah. And remember, you know, when, there are things in this life that are facts. You know, the fact is well, I might come in here tonight and my body might be hurting. But the, fa- but the truth is the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. There are facts and there are truths. And I'm telling you, the truth of God's word supersedes any fact that this natural world has to offer. Amen. And you need to sometimes start there when, it, when it, you start talking to yourself about getting out of care. You know, and getting, getting to a place where you stay out of care. Is understand that's a fact, but this is truth. The truth of the matter is that I can overcome a fact with the Word of God. Amen. Donald G., a a really great writer of uh, last century, said, One must look within to find the reason for any failure. So tonight, I'm telling you that if something is weighing on you heavily, the failure here is that we've not given the care of it to him. And, you know, like I said before, it doesn't matter how great the situation might be or how seemingly insignificant God cares enough about you that he wants to take the burden of it and he wants it to take, he wants to take it off your shoulders. He wants to relieve you of that. He doesn't want you to worry about it at all. He wants you to let him do it. And when he says, I'll do it, you can trust him that he's, he's done it. It's a done, it's a done deal. You can trust Him implicitly because I am what the Word says I am. I can do what the Word says I can do, and I can have what the Word says I can have. And when you understand that, it's easy to get rid of the care.